The following episode of All Downhill contains some strong language and discussion of sensitive topics, including child molestation and homosexuality. These discussions feature opinions and jokes which may offend some listeners, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Oh, God, are we supposed to, like, introduce ourselves or something? Yeah, no, that was oh. some nice dead air at the beginning. I mean, I can cut that. No, 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 you have to leave it now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for November 2nd, 2015, this is All Downhill, with your hosts, Michael Little and Patrick Simmons. This episode, Prison Labor Goat Chase. I'm Patrick Simmons, by the way. And I'm Mike Little. And now we have a nice little introduction, and this is the first episode of All Downhill. Um, To be on air, to be on air. We've done like a million of these. We have a nice backlog, so if we get sick or die at some point, you should be able to continue to listen to us for at least like a month and a half talking about... Laissez-faire capitalism. Laissez-faire capitalism. Um, So let's talk about Whole Foods. Yeah, Whole Foods. Um, (laughs) And uh, the fact that, uh, you know, they had prisoners making their goat cheese. And now they've decided... Yeah, so I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so you said. So you said. So I said. Yeah. So basically, what happened is that they they took originally the stand of saying, "Look, we're Whole Foods. We're going to try to help people out by doing this, this, or this." So what they decided to do originally was, "Look, the prison systems, um, mostly privately owned prison systems, if I'm correct, um, you know, they're going to have a work program where they make goat cheese for us. We're going to buy it for them. And we're going to sell it well, because well, it's one. It's one specific prison system, at least according it's in, to the Chicago Tribune. It's a Colorado Correctional Industries, yeah. which is a privately a private owned, prison owned, owned prison, yeah. and it's they're working with um, two separate companies. One is a farming company, um, and they have inmates raise their um, fish. Their no, their, no, uh, their goats. goats, and yeah, so forth. And, and, and they're making cheese. and making their cheese. Yeah. They also, I think, they make other. I think they might raise other things too, because the place sells milk too. So and I wonder say, if they're I buying we, goat milk or they it might was fish too milk. that they they also. Th- that's a separate well. company. That's uh, oh, a separate yeah, they're, yeah. They're working with one company that's the farms that makes goat cheese from prisoner-run herds, and the other is a company that um, they said they do most of their fishing in a, in civilian-run farms in, I think, Missouri, I think it was. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, but they do have some uh, inmate-raised fish, uh, trout and tilapia specifically. Trout and tilapia are not the kind of things I would imagine inmates raising, not as, like, any kind of thing other than their... I mean, I imagine, like, ranching cattle or, you yeah, know, go- sure. goats make yeah, sense. I, I think it's just trout and tilapia in my head. I think trout, I think, well, there must be a river, and tilapia, I think, well, there must be an ocean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not like it's not like um, like catfish where you can just raise them in any old pond. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> um, I mean, I get, obviously, farm-raised trout and tilapia are a thing, and I think... Uh, I mean, more power to them. I mean, well, I guess yeah, sure. I mean, as long as it tastes the same, I'm fine but with I it. I also, also never would have thought of Colorado as a place where you'd raise... I mean, I'm, I don't know much about, obviously, Colorado. When you think Colorado, you probably think skiing and weed. Um, um, but it's, yeah. it's the skiing part, especially oh, and the, my, and the my Denver, picture of... the Denver Peyton Mannings. The, of course, the Denver Peyton Mannings. Because my picture of Colorado is always, well, Colorado, it's, it's clearly a frozen wasteland. It's a chunk of Canada, but with mountains and um, surrounded by flatland desert stuff uh Kansas, yeah it's like the Utah, weirdest stuff state. like that yeah so it's when i picture colorado i don't picture um any water at all that isn't frozen or that's not like not there because it's a desert also exactly yeah. which, which is totally unfair when the frozen I, i've been water... to colorado and there was like it was actually like it was not like that yeah. but in my head i kept going well there are snow-capped mountains here so all the lakes are frozen. but when the snow-capped frozen lakes meet the desert it mm-hmm. just doesn't melt 
it just it just literally stops there like a glacier. Yeah, it never. And goes then anywhere. there's nothing. Um, um, that's that's Colorado, folks. Um, they suck it up in all that. Well. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So this goat cheese thing. So Whole Foods, though, as 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 you told me, Whole Foods is they've stopped selling prisoner run goat cheese. Well, because... yeah, and, and and this is the funny thing because in in the beginning when they did this, they mm-hmm. they decided they wanted to do something so they could give back to the community, quote unquote. Right. And prison systems, they're fucked in this country. They're fucked. The correctional systems are just bad. So they're trying to, while people are in prison, give them an opportunity to work. Correct. And gain skills to where if they're going to be employed afterwards, um, they actually have something they could put on their resume. Sure. Which is, I think, really good of them, at least in theory. Now, people have been complaining that, oh my god, you are getting this goat cheese from people. And it's not necessarily about the idea that... Um, that they're helping prisoners gain life skills. No, it's because, actually yeah. mostly about the fact that they are exploiting cheap labor. Right, because the group that um, sort of the, the boycott that kicked this off was a group that's been protesting outside of Whole Foods. Um, and again, I'm going based on how the Chicago Tribune put this here. Uh, it's a group that uh, was protesting outside of Whole Foods. It's a Texas group um, that's a, pri- a prisoner advocacy group, apparently. And Which is bizarre been... to me, because yeah. I feel like they, out of all people, um, would say, no, let the prisoners work. Right. And well, so they've been protesting about the fact that the prisoners who work on this get paid. I want to say it was it was under a dollar. Yeah, it's to, under a dollar. It's like seventy cents or something. Yeah, like and that. I think they had at the An high hour. end. It might have been a little higher, but um, it is not. They do not get paid a significant amount of money for doing this. So that's what they say. I want I want to quote something from the article though, because I think this is an, an, an important thing to consider when we get into talking about this, which we're doing. Wow, exposition the, uh, much? I know you're right. Um, but yeah, so, I know this is our first quote unquote well, podcast. Colorado Correctional Industries, um, CCI, mm-hmm. um, when discussing it, said that they're very proud of this because in a, apparently in a 2004 annual report, uh, they said they employed 1,800 inmates. In the, it's a voluntary program; you don't have to work in it, and if you do, you're going to get paid, and you can get bonuses too. You can get bonuses, um, but again, you're not getting paid very much. But they said that 80 percent of the inmates who are involved with this program, more than 80%, sorry, more than 80% of the inmates involved with this program, uh, for at least six months, once they get out of jail, they remain out of jail a year after their release, which the national average is 62%, according to their report. So 80% of them stay out a year if they ha- are in this work release program, in other words. And then yes. if they don't do a work release program, like they're not even work release, just a work program yeah. within prison and they're released it's 60 percent stay out a year or more yes so we're talking we're talking i mean it's 62 but we're still talking yeah but I basically mean, but it's still basically, a spread nearly 20 percent more managed to stay out of prison a year after getting out if they did this when they're in prison and the other thing i can't help but think about is Okay, so I mean, prison labor is already kind of a known thing, and the article mentions this, and I, I, like it doesn't stamping even really license need to. plates and that's stuff. That's actually like one that, of the things yeah. they mentioned. Stamping license plates. Apparently, they make a lot of furniture for like for the, uh, government, do, um, for the government. Yeah, actually, it's mostly government jobs like uh, furniture. Yeah, um, license plates, road signs are the other big one. Right, they make so they, but they make a lot of government product, and to some very small degree, I understand the argument that if prisoners are doing this for out, without pay, it's sort of a slave labor situation. On the other hand, I'm also kind of depending on what you're in prison for. I don't really see the big deal with that. I mean, if I feel like it's a part of rehabilitation. You you shouldn't just be sitting in prison having a great time. Well, look, from my point of view, if I was in prison, because a lot of people who are in prison before, especially let's let's just say let's just say you're you're a young guy okay. and you're selling drugs on the street. 
And okay. that's what you get busted for. And that's all you've ever done in your life. You've never worked at McDonald's. You've never worked at, uh, you know, you've never had a job where you were cutting grass or anything like that. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. Okay. But let's just say hypothetically that you never did. That you never did any of those things. And the only thing you've ever done is sell drugs. And you were caught with, a, you know, just a shitload of weed and, you know, enough to where they could say, look, you're not just carrying to smoke this. You're going to in- intend to sell clearly. Sure. So there's a black and white case on the books where this guy goes to prison for nothing but selling weed. Okay. And he's never done anything else in his life. When he gets rehabilitated and he tries to get a job, McDonald's ain't going to hire him because, well, they might. They might. Well, they I mean, might. there are places that have their, They're, you know, we hire inmates programs, but it is still harder to get a job. It's harder to get a job. Right now, it's not easy to get a job anyway. I, for, for I a know. Lot of you're people. trying to find a job. I'm trying to find a job. Bum. Yeah, because um, I'm a bum. I, I finally got a good job um, because, you know, that's just, you know, because well, you're smart. Because yeah. I'm smart. Um, um, you're smart too. You're just a bum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <ladies laughs> um, um, but no, but I, I, that's beside the point. Like, it's harder to get a job, even for those of us with a college degree, air quotes. Yes. And those in you, uh, who are in prison, that's even more, you know... It's tough. It's tough, man. And so if you have something you could put on your resume, if you've never done anything else in your life before... Yeah. And you say, look, I, I did this work release program in prison. I, I, I made goat cheese. I made, sure. I well, made license milked goats. plates. Milked goats. Or I milked still, goats. Yeah, like that's still... I herded goats. I'm going to get a job... On a ranch in Texas somewhere. Sure, you know, yeah, or, Texas where this is being, pro- where, this is being uh, where this is being yeah, protested against. Because we against. know that there are no ranches in Colorado because yeah. it's all mountains or deserts. It's, well, it's like, but yeah, you could. I mean, there, yeah, you could easily. You're prepared for a job on the farm if you're doing, you know, raising the fish. That's that's that, the thing. This you is have one experience. extra thing. It makes that person's yeah. life be- possibly also, better. In addition to that, it's even forget that even if you've had a job before prison and you end up in prison for something. It's working a job in prison. It's, you know, like everybody likes to say, you don't want a huge gap on your resume of not working if you can avoid it. If well, you look, if, if you, you were like for the entire you doing prison, prison sentence. Yeah. When I was in prison, I had a job and I worked my butt off because I want to make sure I keep my life together. Okay, good for you. Welcome in. Not to mention you walk out. So I, I found the number here. And there, it's 74 cents to four to $4, up to $4 a day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew it was somewhere around and, 70 yeah, and cents. El- and minute. eligible to, for performance bonuses. Now, admittedly, that's way below minimum wage. But I mean, let, I don't want to get into. To be fair. There are countries where you get paid less than that and it's a big deal. But also, it's, you're in prison. Where are they going to spend it? Yeah, they don't. They prison. don't have a food budget. They don't have a rent budget. Yeah, their their food's paid for. Their rent's paid for. Yes, there are other things they might want to spend it on. You know, everybody in prison wants to buy cigarettes. Is the old joke. But yeah, but cigarettes are the get, currency. I don't think that money you, yeah, is that sure. big of a deal. Even when you get beyond that, though, I think most people are just saving it for when they get out. Well, and it's also when you're comparing. First, for one thing, you're in prison. You're not in there to have a minimum wage job. You're in there because you're being rehabilitated for having done something wrong. And beyond that. It's that, or a minute ago you were making the other option is you're making no money for a few years, and then you walk out broke and with no job experience. This lets you walk out. Sure, you're not going to have made a ton, but you're going to have made a little. You're going to have enough money to maybe, maybe like get a down payment on an apartment somewhere. I mean, yeah, four dollars a day isn't much, but if you work the program for six months, and let's say let's say you're making seventy four cents a day, and you work it for six. Oh months. God, you're going to do math. Uh, I'm no, no, I'm not. No, I'm oh. not. Uh, you, I mean, you want me to? I'll do 75 cents. Well, well let's do... Let, I'm going to say 74 cents a day. I'm going to go rock bottom here. Okay. So, and where there's four weeks. We're going to go four weeks a month. We'll be generous. We'll say six months. So, we'll do... That's 24. 24 yeah. weeks. Um, and that's five days a week. So, that's uh, five times 24. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. 
74. Oh, that was that looks like so much more when you make it dollars. Um, I was about to say, I'll take that. I'll go to prison. Okay, you're making eighty-eight dollars and eight cents. If you were, that's if you're making seventy-four cents a day. So you're at the minimum because they go up for to four dollars for six months, and you never get a performance bonus. So that's seventy-four cents a day. Now, to be fair, we'll go ahead and compare it at the four dollars a day price that some of them make. Four hundred eighty. You're making between eighty-eight and four hundred eighty bucks. Which low budget rentals you could you could feasibly least, put a down you payment out, on an yeah, apartment at the very least when you get out or for a day because you know normally also the you know you can tend to get set up with uh, a probation officer or something depending on how yeah. you're out at the very least you can get through a week on eighty-eight bucks if you're very careful. I'm not saying it's you easy. can buy. I'm not saying you this can is a buy. Lot, but... You can buy like a million packs of ramen for that and like a cooking pot. Yeah, and then you could build campfires and survive on that in the woods sure. for like months if you really have to. If you really had to, which obviously we're not advocating that. It's just there. This is walking out there's, of prison there's and money being in your handed eighty eight dollars to four hundred eighty somewhere in there. And again, that's, and that's with only no six, performance that's bonuses. Six months only. Yeah, that's no if you're with it bonuses. with the minimum they say that keeps you out of prison. Um, if, so let's say you walk out with that much as compared to walking out with nothing and no job experience. It, it's pretty clear why 20% more, almost 18% more are not going back to prison. Those 18% more have walked out with a little more money and a lot more work experience, which they then use to probably get a job or try to get a job or try to get a job least. at the very least. But more than likely, they're going to have a much easier time of finding one. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, go out and be an investment banker in five minutes. No, but you know, you're looking for a job on a farm or in a warehouse or anywhere when you can go, yeah, I've had a job. I mean, if you if you walk to your average warehouse and say, I've been milking goats and or raising tilapia for X num- for a minimum of six months um, in or, prison, yeah. they're going to look at you and they're going to go, okay, well, you clearly can work your butt off because neither of those jobs is particularly easy. You're hired. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And, and like, here's a, so, so basically that brings up the question, like, who would reasonably complain about this? One, it's the other like corporations who really want to get into those markets or competing in those markets. So like sure. Kraft Goat Cheese obviously is like, you know, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? But even then, how much of that can there really be complaining? How much prison funded goat cheese can there be showing up in Whole Foods? I honestly don't know. Like that's the thing. I've never yeah, been to Whole so, Foods. Because the article, that's the thing I was looking at before we recorded, is the article says since 2011 they've been selling this stuff. Yeah, but they don't but cite I've never anything seen, where there's no, there's no does numbers. it say a number of yeah. how much tilapia, goat cheese, and trout is prison run. Yeah. So like that's the thing. Like so obviously it's either big goat cheese is is the culprit behind this who doesn't want which it somehow i doubt because i'm imagining most goat cheese farmers are smaller and they're selling they're selling it at farmers markets they're selling it at farmers markets even if they're selling it at large stores like uh like whole foods type stores or even your well, like some places store. around here like like uh kroger's like uh the sure, local kroger's, kroger's has... sell um like beard store for uh orchard uh um yeah they'll sell brand, local farmers um, stuff but even stuff. if you're even if you're doing national brand goat cheese and le- Accepting, you know, like imported, like the French goat cheeses. Even if you're doing a national brand goat cheese, goat cheese is a specialty product. It sells for more than regular cheese. It's not like you're selling a. I mean, sure, you're selling a product that's going to be somewhat low yield for you. Probably it is. Yeah, goats don't go that cheese, much. Yeah, yeah. But at the same, they're time, not cows. You're obviously. selling a specialty product that's going at a slightly higher price. I don't think there's going to be enough of a goat cheese lobby. I don't. I don't think there's farmers going. Man, we need to shut down these inmates. They're yeah. ruining our goat cheese profits. Yeah. Or, or here's the other one. You've got old, 
old white ladies or you or, and I, because we like goat cheese. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I do like goat cheese every once in a while. But we've got rich old white ladies and the who French. think that they're and the French who think that they're doing <laughs> something socially just by saying, "Look, you're not paying them enough. Don't sell this anymore." Because well, no, the, the person and, and also and sites... also I don't want I don't want my goat cheese to be made in a toilet because apparently that's what old white people think. Well, again, now remember the prisoners aren't even making it, and it's a prisoner. No, Patrick, a... you don't understand. They're just milking. If goats. I heard, if I heard, and I prison. was an old white white person who was saying, "Look, your goat cheese is being made in prison. Oh my god, it's made in a bathtub and it has AIDS needles in it." Well, no, see, so here that's, they have it's that's what I'm thinking. Haystack Patrick. Mountain Goat Dairy. And for those of you listeners who are looking for this goat cheese yourself, it's Haystack Mountain Goat Dairy, which uses milk from herds managed by inmates. Sells to various restaurants, uh, markets, cheese shops, so on and so forth, according to the director of marketing, according to the Chicago Tribune. And it's uh, it's a dude for, who, by the way, uh, represented the um, Texas inmate advocacy group who talked about this, uh, at least to the Tribune, talked about this and was protesting outside Whole, Whole Foods. We're talking, these inmates are managing herds, which again, doesn't seem like that big a deal. And this guy's complaining because they're not getting paid enough to manage herds. And I still feel like that comes down to a... Like a silliness. It, it. I think. I think this is a symptom less of, and, and maybe I'm sure there's people in the advocacy group who aren't thinking this way. I think they're missing the point. I think for once, you know, I know it's always let's stand against the big corporations, but I think the big corporations have a point. Even the big, the prison industrial complex, in this sense, has a point. If it's helping the prisoners, if the prisoners who are doing it are walking out with a higher rate of not going back to prison then it's clearly good for them, and you'd think the advocacy group, advocacy group would support it. I feel like the advocacy groups that are fighting against this sort of thing are, in fact, the same kind of people who are going to uh, go into Seattle uh, and raise the minimum wage to $15, thus forcing tons of people to go out of business because they can't afford to pay that. Yeah, or, or honestly, it's one of those things where, because a lot of prisons are for profit, a yeah. lot of private prisons are for profit. And the ones that aren't doing this work program, they're just keeping the inmates in there. And they're charging counties and whatnot rent yeah. for keeping inmates there. Yeah, and and they one... don't want people to be released. So it's – I think that's another – again, yeah, that's, that's, that's a prison and that's, system. That's, and, but that's part of why the advocacy groups exist. But you'd think the advocacy group in this case – in that case, they'd love a prison like this. Sure, the prisoners are getting paid less than you probably want them to. But on the other hand, these prisoners – are getting let out, which is good for you because that means the for-profit prison system makes less money on keeping them in. Yeah. On the other hand, it's good for them because, now sure, they're probably making some money themselves off getting their prisoners in the work program, but they're also... I mean, the profit margin on goat cheese, man. Yeah, I'm they're sure, they're, the I'm sure the prison place is making a lot of I'm money, sure it's but not it's probably, bad for it, in a sense, it's a trade-off because, okay, we'll take some of this money. We're not going to pay our inmates all of it. We're going to take some of it. We're going to make money off our inmates in that way. On the other hand, it ups the chances of our inmates not coming back to us. That's great! I'd rather but if you you're make for, money so, off legitimately yeah. rehabilitating them Instead than make of money off there. getting them back in. Yeah, yeah. Because and there you go. That's that's they're offsetting their costs and trying to rehabilitate people. Which again, that's the way that laissez-faire capitalism should work. You shouldn't necessarily have to rape people to make money. No, yeah, it should be as win-win as possible. And this seems win-win. And so Whole Foods discontinuing this seems silly. I think it it's seems a silly. poor move on their choice. I'm going to boycott them. I've never gone there before, but I'm a boycott. I was going to say that's my one thought is I don't I can't on the other hand I do get clearly I mean, honestly my boycott means nothing in this, this sense. If this cheese was selling, if this cheese was selling at a regular grocery store, I feel like 
then we'd know for a fact that vis- the, the prisoners are getting paid somewhat fairly. Admittedly, given this cheese in question was being sold at Whole Foods, if we were giving the prisoners fair wages in comparison to how much Whole Foods is selling it for... They would be making $20 an hour. At least. Maybe 50 Because goat cheese at Whole Foods, I imagine, has to cost at least $50 for half a pound. I'm fairly certain that goat cheese, if you, bottle, if you buy a loaf of bread, it's a million dollars. I just can't, I can't go to... I've never <laughs> been to one, but I've heard... I know people who do go to Whole Foods, and they just never... Com- they always complain about stuff being so expensive there. It's... A Whole Foods is... And, 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 I'm not hating a Whole Foods. I get they're a premium market that sells to a certain customer uh, base, which I'm just not... I'm not a part of. I have I no mean, problem with them. Whole Foods. Whatever. Yeah, good for them. Good for the people who shop there. I can't afford most things at Whole Foods. Because when you walk in, you just wait for someone to ask for your wallet. I can't afford a candy bar at Whole Foods. They don't sell candy bars at Whole Foods. Yeah, they do, <laughs> but they're made of kale. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Do you want to have your business exposed to a nearly non-existently small audience? Yes, right now we're a new show. We have very few listeners. But as our show listenership hopefully increases and we put out more episodes, advertising on our show will obviously become more expensive if we get more listeners and more you know, listenership, as, as one does. However, because we'll keep an archive of our old episodes online, that means when we get more listeners, when they go back and listen to the back catalog, they'll still hear your ad that you paid next to nothing for alongside, you know, later episodes where people are paying way more for the ads, we hope. You can email us at alldownhill at alternative-internet.com. Otherwise, you can find out more information at alternative-internet.com. Click advertising. Four minutes left after that ad. Speaking of Whole Foods, I don't know how at all I'm going to um, transition. You're just bad at segues, man. Here, I'm going to try. I think I've got this. Prison advocacy groups, their problem with, obviously, this whole goat cheese situation is it's slave labor, which reminds me of another kind of labor, child labor. And there isn't anything more laborious for a child than being touched by an adult inappropriately. Ooh, dude. If the glove does not fit, though. <laughs> you must acquit. You must acquit. Um, right. Um, I'm, we're gonna, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about um, pedophilia now. We wanted to kick off our episode on a really low point. That way, the content of our show will be all uphill from here, and thus totally not fit. If you end. haven't, if you haven't already <laughs> noticed, the theme of our of our show is let's just see how bad we can make this. So yeah, it's pretty damn, pretty damn bad. Yeah. So yeah, you you brought this up earlier uh, about pedophilia, and we were talking so, beforehand about uh, slippery slopes, slippery slopes, slippery slopes. So, for those um, of you who were not uh, sitting with us before we started recording this, which is all of you. Except for you. You know who you are. And, and you're a little creepy. But, but for the rest of you, this is, this is, a, this is just a, what, what we were discussing, and we decided we should bring this up on the show. The, the concept of a slippery slope argument is something sort of brought up a lot in, uh, I suppose, modern debate. And one of the popular examples of it is uh, a while ago, you don't hear this as much anymore, but you definitely heard it for a while, as people would say, You'd hear on the conservative end, you would hear people say legalizing gay marriage is only one step away from legalizing pedophilia. And um, on the other hand, you'd hear people go, that's a slippery slope argument. And it's not true. Now, admittedly, um, neither of us are particularly a fan of a slippery slope argument yeah, because th- they can that. be hard to work with. And often the slope may turn out not to be slippery. However, recently, in response to an article written by Salon.com, a bastion of journalism for whom I have um, no end of respect... Okay, the he's pause literally is <laughs> he's literally like trying to smother himself in pillows. I, I have to, I have to drink just to be able to say that kind of bullshit. But so Salon.com uh, published an article by a gentleman who uh, is a moderator on a website called Virtu- Virtuous Pedophiles, Verped. 
And he is uh, his article was basically on a he was outing himself as a non practicing pedophile essentially, and it's on how pedophiles you know they, that's need... almost as bad as being a non practicing Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, it was one of those we need your support in this and that. And, you know, there there were I'll be fair, there were things in the article which I understood, I, I like I agreed with, not not like I understood like oh I get it yeah kids are hot no but I understood like. It's a psychological condition, and people with psychological conditions, there's a certain level of stigma they get that is, it's dangerous to stigmatize them too much because it's bad for them. On the other hand, I do think it's dangerous to not appreciate what a condition causes because that can be dangerous to other people. Yeah. But he argues that, you know, they're being basically treated poorly, and there was there was some backlash over this article. And it was admittedly mostly from the right, but uh, I, I feel like it's unfair of him to say it was all from the right, but, you know, that's how they're going to put it. It's Salon. Yeah. And he, he about, well, do we really want to be legitimizing pedophilia like this? Saying, oh, well, you know, you're not practicing. It's no big deal. Please, everybody come out if you're a pedophile. Time to come out of the closet. And he then wrote a follow-up article about why the right are, mon- you know, he's a pedophile, but the right are with the real monsters. And, but this has been picked up by HuffPo and the New York Times and, you know, a few major-ish... I hate to call HuffPo major, but they are. A few majorish publications are now discussing... I'm calling it HuffPo from now on because I've... Yeah, that's brilliant. You never heard him call it that? No, I never heard him call it HuffPo. Yeah, they call themselves that. I think it's at some point... um Huffington Post became too difficult to say. Either that or we all wanted to forget Ariana Huffington was involved, even the liberals. Although, I do have to say, though, she, she did institute a policy at the company where they have nap rooms and people can just go in and take naps during the workday. <laughs> So, God, I can't do this now. So, but yeah, HuffPo, New York Times, several these major publications are discussing this, and they're just they're standing up for the guy. Now, to some degree, I get um, some of the rhetoric uh, blasted back <laughs> against him was unfair, but for the most part, I think it's an interesting point, especially when you consider that the, the American Psychological Association, uh, in their and I'm never going to remember the name of the damn thing, but when they publish their index of psychological conditions. Yeah, it's like um, they're, yeah, they publish it every or year. Or psychiatric, whichever yeah. group it is. I'm not going to get it right. I'm sorry for those of you who think, you know, pl- this. please don't make this take away from my credibility. We don't research for this show, so. I'm neither a psychologist nor a psychiatrist. But we're they, both um, philosophers, so that means we really don't know anything. We, we Yeah, we don't do deal with, we don't deal with physical things. We deal with metaphorical, metaphysical and metaphorical. But they, so they, they've removed, pedophilia has been removed from their index of, uh, of psychological conditions in a sense. It's not like homosexuality where it's been removed. It's not considered a psychological condition anymore or a psychiatric condition, however you want to, you know, uh, but it's, pedophilia is now only a disorder if you, uh, experience some regret about it or if it hurts someone else. Now... Okay, for one thing, that seems silly, but another, it's... Because it's, if you have no regrets, if you YOLO that child with your, with your penis, then it's you're all okay. Good. As long as they don't get hurt, which now you would think, okay, well, that still leaves it basically the same. But so this same um, gentleman who's written this article has, according to a few sources that have done some, you know, reading on his forum posts and stuff, they've said... Uh, or, or quoted uh, areas where he has said, uh, you know, allegedly here, um, things like, well, if if it allegedly. wouldn't psychologically hurt the child, then sure, I would do this. And and, and with the implication sort of being given that, that society well, is to blame, for, to blame yeah. for not raising children in a, um, um, yeah, in a sexualized environment where it's okay to just... You know, well, oh, essentially, if, yeah, that's not how they put clearly he, he'd argue with you if he was yeah. here right now. But that's, yeah, basically what he's saying. Yeah, basically. And and so I think 
and, and this isn't why I wanted to bring it up. I want to talk about this specifically, obviously, but it's it's funny that that slip that thing where they were going, oh, that's a slippery slope argument. It's a fallacy. It's there's no way legalizing, you know, legitimizing homosexuality would lead to legitimizing pedophilia. Well, regardless of whether one actually led to the other, um, homosexuality yeah, has there's basically really no proof been, that, yeah, that but homosexuality has basically been legitimized in America, and uh, pedophilia. Uh, does appear at least in these major, admittedly fairly liberal publications, to be on its way. Yeah, no, because like they're, and it's not like it's not like some blog somewhere. Like, because this guy's running blogs, it's yeah. it's like legitimized as a topic in major national news sources. If yeah, you can it, call. I mean, it was Huffo. one thing when it was in Salon because Salon. I mean, Salon's a big, big organization. A lot of people sure. read Salon. Yeah. You know, I that's that's a, that's the big thing is that I just hate when people say like you know and and we know because we're philosophy majors we know what are fallacies and what aren't yeah and most people don't when people say like oh there's a slippery slope generally I don't agree with it because they can't back up their shit but in this case it seems to be the case that, that there's a slippery there slope. is a slippery <laughs> slope happening. Um, and even if there's, even if you want to disagree with that, even if you want to say, well, this has nothing to do with legitimizing homosexuality, it's still. It's I feel like pretty damn coincidental. It's pretty damn coincidental. And even, I mean, shit. Set the whole thing aside. Are we really seeing major news publications attempting to legit? Of course, they'll argue that they're not legitimizing pedophilia. Um, they're legitimizing or, sorry, his they're right legitimi- to be. They're legitimizing um, pedophilia, not child molestation. Yes, but because one of the arguments brought up is that. And this is the big one: is it's it's a sexual attraction that cannot be cured, which I find is an interesting thing to say because keep in mind that's also what they say about homosexuality now. Um, and that used to be, but well, okay, well, no, you say, can't use the word cured because there's nothing wrong with it. Sure, right, right. But of they course. used to say you know you could change or cure it with therapy. Um, well, now they say you know now well you why would you you don't cure it because. It's fine, and because now it's I was now born it's born this way, according well, to Lady Gaga. Yeah, and now it's you're um, born this way. Which I, the thing I think is hilarious is you do occasionally run into ones who go, "I, I wasn't." I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say either way which way I think. I, I should say, I'll, I'll be fair. I do not actually think personally that there is ev- any real evidence that anyone is born that way. That does not mean before people explode at us. Um, I don't think it's a choice. I just don't think you're born that way. I think I think it's I think it requires a certain amount of nature and nurture for you to end up any particular. It's a way. process. It's a it's process. A process. Yeah. Because and so you... I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm not even really saying it's the fault of anyone. Like it's like oh, if my kid grew up gay, that you're saying it's my fault. No, I'm not really saying it's your fault. I'm just saying no, he doesn't have a choice, and it's something in his upbringing that led to this. Whether or not anybody intended it, it could have not even been the parents. It could have been the people he was hanging out with. It could have been, and that's the other thing too. I it think could have been we... you just played. Way too much Michael Bublé for him. Yeah, no. Or, no offense, yeah. Michael Bublé. I mean, I'm, you're you're a very talented man, but it's just but God. my God. Kid kids, <laughs> not for kids. Yeah, kids should never <laughs> listen to Michael Bublé. Um, although that's 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 how that's 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 how the that's how the, the gay agenda leftist elite will will win. They just play Michael Bublé for all the children in kindergarten, and they'll all be gay, and then we'll all die because we won't have any reproductive capabilities. That's that's the apocalypse right there. Michael Bublé starts the apocalypse. You heard it first here. That's that's a slippery slope argument. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that because that was literally um, the whole point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I I will admit I'm still pretty far away from buying the um, we're leading to a point where nobody breeds 
because um, so children of men style what, sort the, of yeah because that's my thing is it you know there's always like that well, as long as there is a horny teenage male and a horny teenage woman out there people will breed they will they will breed all the damn look time. Don't look get... look it's like it's like ian malcolm once once so wisely said life life will find, will find a way, a way. <laughs> um well obviously we, i mean we're, we're beginning i would say we're beginning to show we don't even need a horny teenage family a horny teenage female you know we could deal with a uh, horny adult and a, a provided the child's horny a horny child will work provided she's menstruating okay so i'm gonna i i in the interest of time i'm not gonna comment too much on this whole pedophilia thing because i feel like my tone makes my opinion obvious but i'd like to get f- f- from you, Mike, I'd like to get your kind of opinion on. Do you think this is um, an isolated case? Do you think this is a slippery slope argument? Do you think this is fine? You're allowed to say that. I'm pretty sure you don't. But if you want to, please be my guest. Or I mean, do you? What do you think about like? Well, in general, what do you think as about a this? as as part of the privileged cis male white? Um, I will cut your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, straight agenda here. You know, sure. Um, the heteronormative. The, the heteronormative. Um, oh yeah, no, it's not cis anymore. It is heteronormative. We go with that. yeah, <laughs> or no, not even normative because you can't say normative because that makes it seem normal. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, is it's something other than cis or normative now? No, they still use cis a lot because it's no, short. no, no. They they've decided to stop using cis. I heard that the other day on the radio. Well, I still use, I still hear it used a lot. I it is still used. I haven't but seen that. That's one not fall the cutting edge. That's not the cutting edge. Oh, We've got something else. Now? Um, which I don't remember what it is. I, I think that it's potentially a slippery slope. I think it's just plain dumb because really it's nature and nurture what you're going to be into. I mean, sure. yeah, um, but I mean, like if we're going to be, if we're going to be normative about something, I mean, what's the difference? Like if you're, if I'm a 12 year old boy and my yeah. hot as shit teacher, uh, who's Brazilian wants to fondle my genitals, am I going to let her? Yes. That's entirely... I'm sorry. You're you're blurring the line here. Pedophilia is when a creepy old man touches a young boy. Um, or it's when not a creepy when... old man touches a, a young girl. Or when a creepy old woman touches a young girl. But when a hot... When a creepy old... hot woman yeah, touches a touches young boy. A young boy that's, that's a dream come true. Yeah. This has been All Downhill. Thank you for listening to All Downhill. For more information on the topics covered in this episode, as well as sources and more information about the show please visit alternative-internet.com slash alldownhill. Our theme music this episode is Drive by Alex and is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license.